Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from Day of Sports, and today we got a lot to talk about. Um, we have reached that pivotal point in the season where it could go south, right? We've seen this landslide happen too many times, and when it starts, it's hard to stop. Now, I think it is possible to stop it, right? I think the Browns are at a really critical point where a lot of key decisions are going to have to be made. So today, what I want to talk about and what we are talking about, some trade possibilities ahead of the trade deadline at the end of the month. Uh, But before we talk about that, please be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, drop a comment in the comment section. I want to know what you think. What do you think the Browns should do? Should they make a trade? Who should they trade for? I want to know what you think. And if you want to get your voice heard on the show, thedogspodcast.com, that's going to be your way to do that. We will play your voicemail on the show and we will let you know what we think about what you think. We'll talk about it or you could leave an intro just like Kenny Mack does all the time. It's great. You could have your very own intro at thedogspodcast.com. And if that's not enough for you, right? Browns fans, we're everywhere, but sometimes it's hard to find other Browns fans, right? And if you want to talk to other fans across the globe at pretty much any time, join thedogs.com, join the Patreon. You're not only going to get an extra after-hour show, but you'll be able to join the Discord where we're talking Browns 24-7, talking about betting, talking about everything. So you don't want to not be in the Patreon. It is 100% worth it. Also, become a member. 99 cents a month. That's an easy way for you to show your support. Get some fancy stickers in the chat. So when we see that next to your name, we know that you support the channel and we greatly appreciate it. So let's uh, let's dive into this. So I said it in the intro. We, we're at a very critical point. We are at a very, very critical point in this season for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, coming off of a terrible loss to the Baltimore Ravens, wasn't even close. And unfortunately, just so happened that the very next game is against San Francisco 49ers, who, like I said, they look unstoppable. They look untouchable. They look like they're going to walk to the Super Bowl. So that's what you got next week. Now, with that being said, another really big factor here, Deshaun Watson is injured and Dorian Thompson Robinson did not look great against the Ravens, you know, and you can blame Kevin Stefanski. You can blame the offensive line, blame DTR, blame whoever you want. The reality is there's a problem, right? We have a problem. Like I said, I think we're at that point where it can either go really, really south Or you can just kind of take it as it comes, get back up, and keep trucking. And I think in order for the Browns to do that, 
there's a lot of factors that go in here. So before we even talk about any possible trades, let's just start off with Deshaun Watson's injury. Deshaun has that injury in his throwing shoulder. And this has been a topic of conversation, especially on Twitter. And Browns fans are pretty confused because Stefanski has come out and was, you know, Deshaun was expected to play last week against the Baltimore Ravens. And he obviously didn't. Dorian Thompson Robinson struggled. And for me personally, I'm not blaming DTR, right? But at the same time, you cannot rely on DTR, right? You cannot rely on DTR to be your starting quarterback. He's a rookie, was great in the preseason, but he's not Deshaun Watson. So looking at that injury, personally, this is just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I think that shoulder injury is much worse than people are thinking it is, right? I separated my right shoulder, this one, uh, which is I'm right-handed. So anytime, do anything, lift, throw, whatever, um, it hurts. It still hurts. And obviously, it's a different injury. But for Deshaun, I don't think people realize, you know, especially in the NFL, it's way different, but... Just the little motions and everything that he's doing trying to prep to get back to playing, that is going his shoulder's gonna stay sore, right? That's just a reality we're gonna have to deal with. This injury could very well and probably will linger throughout the season. The question becomes how big of a factor is it going to be? Can he get back to being able to throw at all? Because it's Monday and he did not practice. So this is this is not great. This is not great because you need Deshaun Watson. Forget the 49ers game. If the Browns want to do well this season and finish strong, you need Deshaun Watson, right? You cannot solely rely on DTR. That's just where we're at. Hey, Ohio, DraftKings is running a new promotion that you won't want to miss. New users can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up with our code the dogs. Using our code the dogs not only gets you these great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use the code the dogs or scan the QR code on the screen to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and are physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. Now, kind of transitioning here. What do the Browns need to do to kind of stop this potential landslide? Because let's be honest here, right? You're probably going to get smacked by the 49ers. And I want to be optimistic. I want to be able to sit here and tell you that it'll be fine and we'll play competitive. I don't think so. I don't think there's really a team in the NFL that can compete right now with the 49ers, other than maybe the Eagles, maybe, but I just don't see anybody else. They are head and shoulders above everybody in the NFL right now. And the Browns, as good as a defense as we have, our number one problem is we cannot sustain drives offensively. And that could potentially really, really hurt us in that game. So I'm not going to even talk about it. 
not even going to talk about the 49ers game. We're just going to look past the 49ers. So with that being said, what do the Browns need to do to kind of fix things, get back on track, and be where we want to be? Trade deadline is at the end of the month, right? And there's a lot of rumors floating around, and we're going to get into some of them. Mostly going to be talking about one player in particular here. Uh, but before we get into him, just two names real quick, very quick, before we dive into who I think we actually should trade for. Um, Michael Carter, running back for the Jets. I know the Browns brought back Kareem Hunt post-Nick Chubb's injury, and Pierre Strong has been fine. Uh, Jerome Ford is getting better, but at the same time, Got to be patient with him. I think Michael Carter is a possibility. I don't know if the Browns would do this. I think it's very unlikely. Uh, Michael Carter, 5'10", 184 pounds. He's kind of a, a receiving back out of the backfield, right? The Jets don't really use him that much, and he would be dirt cheap, like dirt cheap. You could probably grab him for like a six, fifth or six, maybe even less than that. So... Just a name that's a possibility, given Nick Chubb's injury. And, you know, we're not going to be able to run the ball like we want to. So, if that's the case, do the Browns look to bring in a Michael Carter? Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't. But just in the spirit of not talking about one guy here, that's a possibility. And it's a name that you could look at. That would be dirt cheap. Jerry Judy. I've already talked about him. I think he's great. I think he's way better than people give him credit for. However, at this point, I just don't think it's a receiver problem, right? I think the Browns are fine at receiver. I think we just need to learn how to use what we have. And so far, Cooper's been great. Elijah Moore's been great. We just got to get the other other guys involved more in the past game and find ways to get the ball spread out. And I don't think that's a roster thing. I don't think that's an Andrew Barry problem. I think it's a Kevin Stefanski problem. So as much as I love Jerry Judy, I think at this point, that's too far gone. I think you don't really have the ability to trade for Jerry Judy and pay him as well as give up the draft capital that you would need for a position that I think you're fine at. You're fine at wide receiver. Like I said, just figure out how to use them, right? So far this year, we've been okay. We've been pretty good at receiver. It's just, for me, it's play calling and all those sorts of things. Now, let's transition into the big topic here. Because no secret that Jedrick Will sucks, right? Um, so far this season, Jedrick Wills has given up three sacks, two penalties, and has a PFF grade of 45.5. That's atrocious. Jed has, you know, he was okay year one, whatever, uh, but he's progressively gotten worse and worse and worse, and it doesn't make sense, but it's to the point that he's become a liability. He is the weak link, and unfortunately, now that Deshaun Watson is dealing with a shoulder injury, that's going to become a really, really big problem. Because if you have a quarterback who's already injured and your left tackle can't block anybody, that's a recipe for disaster. I don't need to explain why. One of the hot topics going around Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, is Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles, left tackle for the Denver Broncos. He's 6'5", 300 pounds, 31-year-old, uh, former first-round pick in 2017, picked 20th overall 
Went to Utah before that, played at Snow College, which I didn't know was a thing. And doing preparation for this video, I discovered Snow College was a thing. But uh, Garrett Bowles was drafted out of Utah and <clears throat> not bad, not a bad player at all. So this is this is very intriguing for a couple of different reasons here. And I'm going to pull this up because the Denver Broncos are a team that is really kind of staring down a really bad season again, unfortunately. Um, and when you look at this, Garrett, Bron or Garrett Broncos, Garrett Bowles, left tackle for the Denver Broncos, uh, this quote, I've been here seven years and all I've done is lost. Bulls said a first round pick by the Broncos in 2017, who's never experienced a winning season with the team. Quote, I'm tired of losing. So, um, you know, aren't we all <laughs> right? Nobody wants to lose. But for Garrett Bowles, you know, he's been in a really rough spot, right? The Broncos go out. They trade for Russell Wilson. It was horrible last year. It's been a little bit better this year, but they go out and they invest in Sean Payton and they still suck. So, yikes. And the Broncos desperately, desperately need to get some trade capital back. I don't know if you guys realize this, and it might change after tonight's game, um, but currently I believe the Seattle Seahawks hold the number one pick in the NFL draft because of the Denver Broncos. Now, can you imagine, off topic, could you imagine if Caleb Williams somehow ends up on the Seattle Seahawks. Congrats. Because Denver, that was a bad trade. And it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. And it's to the point where they really have no choice but to do everything they can to fix it. Now, they don't have a ton of money <clears throat> as far as trying to put this team back together. So what do they need? They need the draft assets. They've come out. And they've said that pretty much everybody is available defensively. Now, obviously, the Browns really don't need anybody defensively. They've been in the market as far as testing the waters out with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton this offseason. But where we're at right now, the Denver Broncos are, I know it's early in the year, but it seems like they are going to suck really bad yet again. What are they going to look to do ahead of the trade deadline? Are they going to be sellers and just go all in on trying to acquire assets, try to get what they can get and try to fix this team yet again in the offseason? Or are they going to try to just hold it together and see what happens? This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to crisp mornings, falling leaves, and more sweater weather. More importantly, you gotta get the best meats for your tailgates, for your outdoor cookouts this fall. Just to kind of put the bad taste of the Browns game out of your mouth, get the great taste of Omaha Steaks coming in. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during the semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks, like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, and you get an additional $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value, incredible entrees, scrumptious size, decadent desserts, and just so much more. All of it, 50% off right now during the semi-annual sale. Every bite is backed by their 100% unconditional guarantee. 
And like I said, you get $30 off your order when you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. My freezer constantly stocked with Omaha Steaks food. It is the best. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of these delicious favorites for half the price. Get 50% off plus $30 extra off your order when you use promo code DOGS at checkout. Get to omahasteaks.com right now because this sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. For me, I think Denver desperately needs trade assets i think they need to get picks i think they need to overhaul and just blow it up because they have no choice at this point russell wilson he's been better but he's not going to be russ in seattle he's not going back to that so would they trade garrett bulls and what would it take so far in 2023 garrett bulls has a pff grade of 74.4 uh again compare that to jedrick willis 45.4 Seems like a pretty big upgrade. Now, Garrett Bulls suffered a broken leg in the 2022 season. So coming back this season, so far, like I said, he's played very well. He's given up one sack and had one penalty. Um, He's not like one of the best tackles in the NFL by any means, right? He's not up there with the Tristan Wirfs or anybody like that. But he was second team All-Pro in 2020, Um, you know, it's an interesting, interesting situation here. Now, Diana Rossini of the Athletics said the Broncos aren't interesting with parting ways with any offensive players. Um, so what would it take? What would it take? Is it even possible? I think the Browns could get this done. I think Andrew Berry could get this done. Garrett Bowles has a $17.8 million cap hit this year, $20 million cap hit next year, under contract with the Broncos through the 2024 season. So, I'm no money expert. I'm not a genius when it comes to the cap. So, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Somebody would have to tell me in the comment section. But, I think the best way for this to get done would be trade Jedrick Wills and maybe like a fourth. I know there's a lot of people thinking you could really get bowls for a late, late pick. But, it just doesn't make sense. What they would do here and why it makes sense for me is, like I said, they need the assets. But Jedrick Wills, even though the Browns picked up his fifth-year option, which made sense at the time, but now looks worse and worse and worse, I think for the Broncos, getting a younger left tackle who hasn't had the injury uh, like Garibald's had. Garibald's 31 years old. Jedrick Wills significantly younger. um, On a cheaper deal and you get an asset, it makes sense. I don't think that it's something that the Broncos would completely say no to. I think conversations would for sure happen, right? And I'm sure they are happening. If Andrew Berry calls up Denver and says, hey, we'll give you Jedrick Wills and a fourth-round pick for Garrett Bowles, and you eat X amount of money, I think it could happen. And I think it probably – it's – In my opinion, I think it's likely to happen because it has to happen. The Browns have no choice. Jedrick Wills has given the Browns no choice but to look elsewhere. The Browns have James Hudson, who you don't really want as a starter. He's fine as a filling guy, right? You signed Alex Leatherwood to the practice squad, which I think is a fantastic move. I think that Callahan can really work some magic with Alex Leatherwood. But the problem is we don't have time. 
We don't have time to wait. I think as good as this defense is, this is the time to go all in. This is the time to put up or shut up. And you cannot lay down, right? We're at that point where I hate to say it, but you could be talking about Stefanski going. You could be talking about trade. Like it, it could really get ugly. And I don't want it to because it doesn't have to. And bringing in Garrett Bowles would really be the only weakness on this team right now. Defensively, we're good across the board, right? We're fine across the board. Offensively, we're fine at receiver. We're fine at tight end. We're fine on the offensive line other than left tackle. Um, The problem really comes down to just play calling right now and Jedrick Wills and Deshaun Watson's injury. That has really been in Chubb, but... There's nothing you can do about that. But that's really what's holding the Browns back right now. You have an elite defense with an offense that is just stagnant. As good as the defense is and as great as Jim Schwartz is, I think the number one lesson that we've seen so far this year is you cannot sit back and just expect your defense to hold up every single snap, right? As good as this defense is when they're gassed because the offense can't sustain a drive, You know, things happen. That's what I'm expecting out of this 49ers game. I think the Browns very well could come out in the first quarter, play well, play right there with them. But what is this offense going to do? And unfortunately, right now, the offense can't really do a whole lot because Jedrick Wills has been such a liability. And Dewan Jones, rookie in the fifth round, by far outplaying Jedrick Wills right now. And it's not even close. And the unfortunate news for the Browns is if Jack Conklin weren't hurt, you could just throw him over at left tackle. This is why I wanted uh, Dewan Jones playing at left tackle. I wanted him getting snaps. And, you know, he's starting a lot sooner than everybody thought. And, uh, you know, that situation is what it is. Unfortunately, the Browns have to figure this out. And we have to figure it out now. The AFC North is wide open. Right, The Bengals won yesterday. The Steelers beat the Ravens. The Browns are very much still in the AFC North. You just got to kind of figure out what you're doing, what this offense is, and go from there. Right now, it's not looking great. It's not looking great. But after, after you get through the 49ers next week, things are looking up. You got the Colts. That's a game that you can get back, get back in rhythm. There's some easy games or easier games on this schedule Right. Obviously, there's some teams like the Cardinals who are playing way better than everybody thought. The Bears, the Jags, right? The Browns have some tough games this year, but the reality is this is a fourth place schedule. This is a fourth place schedule. This is the best defense the Browns have had in a long, long time. And you have the weapons to get the job done. You just have to find a way to do it. So for me, I think the Browns absolutely have to have to trade for Garibaldi's. If they don't trade for Garibaldi's, they need to go out and find a cheap vet left tackle who can just be competent. That is literally all we need right now. Because like I said, DeWan's holding his own, right? Wyatt Teller, Ethan Posick, Joe Batonio, don't got to worry about those guys. But with Deshaun's injury, if you want to get to the playoffs, and I think this team is a playoff football team, we're still there. We still, like, I'm not giving up yet. That's what I want people to really understand here. I think a lot of people are looking at this season 
and kind of saying, oh, here we go again, right? And this is what I'm talking about when I say the landslide. We don't have to be there yet, right? We don't have to be. The North is still wide open. You got some games left on the schedule that you can win. It's just, it's just these little, little problems. And the only hole that needs fixed is left tackle. Honestly, I would trade a third round pick if it takes it. I mean, I, I think the Browns are still here, right? We're still here. Nobody in the AFC has really completely separated themselves, right? The Chiefs are good, but they're beatable. Uh, Miami put up 70 points on the Broncos and was beat by the Bills, right? Jacksonville just beat Buffalo yesterday. So there's a lot of good teams, but the Browns should be there with them, right? The Browns should be one of those good teams. But unfortunately, because terrible play by Deshaun Watson in the Steelers game, should have won that game. You didn't. And then the Ravens game was just a disaster. You know, the Browns, we're looking at this schedule and we're looking at this point in the season like we have go back to like 2019 with Freddie Kitchens. And I saw a tweet, somebody tweeted out, um, you know, Freddie Kitchens had said like, we're not worried about the rest of the season after the blowout to the 49ers loss. And it just, the PTSD is unreal. But I don't think we're there. We're not the same team. This is not the same organization, right? But I do think changes need to be made. And if they're not made, we are looking terrible. We're looking towards a really, really bad time that could go south very quickly. I don't want to fire Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to have to do coaching search and all that crap again. But that's where we're going if things don't turn around. And unfortunately... A lot of the problems coming from number 71. I think that's just a reality. So with that being said, let me know your thoughts. I know this is kind of a, it's kind of a tough thing to talk about offensive line play, but at the same time, this is, this is very critical. This is a very big thing and the Browns have to figure it out. So it sucks in a perfect world. The Browns could just ride out this year with Jed and figure it out, but I don't think we have the ability to do that. He's not even being competent. So with that being said, let me know your thoughts. Uh, what do you think? Do you think the Browns should trade for Garrett Bowles? Anybody else you think the Browns should trade for? Let me know in the comment section. Again, my name is Derek Frisbee from DS Sports, and we will see you in the next one. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.